And welcome to episode number 88 of the Kerrville Podcast. Michaela Taylor here and John Barrera. And we have some uh, great guests that are on a uh, great mission with a great cause and uh, quite the reason behind it. And we're going to uh, interview them today on the Kerrville Podcast. And John, do you want to go ahead and introduce today's guests? Today, we have Mike and Jen Paracini with Gunny's Warriors. Welcome, Mike and Jen. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, Good welcome morning. you all to the podcast and so glad that you're here this morning. <laughs> Thank you. And uh, your mission, what you guys are doing with Gunny's Warriors is really, really incredible. And it's educational as well to let people know. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll let you guys go ahead and explain uh, okay. what you guys do. Okay. Uh, Gunny's Warriors mission is, uh, first of all, education and awareness to veterans and their families regarding traumatic brain injury blasts. And um, anyone that has been around uh, blasts in uh, wartime being deployed, uh, it could be as small as repetitive, um, what's the word I'm looking for, Uh, when you go into a room to clear a room and you throw a, a blast grenade. Like a it, flash grenade or something? flash grenade, yes. Okay. Um, it could be that repetitive. It could be um, around uh, large uh, ammunitions. It, and then also the, the most damage, obviously, is called, caused by IED blasts. Mm. So this type of blast injury enters um, the nose, the ears, the mouth, and the eyes. And it's virtual blast waves that go in and cause uh, scarring, which is called interface astrogeal scarring. And um, it is actual scarring of the brain tissue. And there's this whole huge list of symptoms and problems with this. The utmost problem that we're finding is that it's called the invisible wound. Uh, You look okay. Uh, You know, there's not outside scarring. There's no outside physical damage with this type of uh, scarring on the brain. And so we have uh, the uh, DOD estimates up to 350,000. Veterans are coming back from Iraq and Afghanistan and that region with this type of scarring, some minor, some severe, and they're walking around trying to uh, live life uh, with this scarring and all the symptoms that come with it. So our mission is to educate and make aware of this uh, uh, TBI blast scarring and also about a program that the DOD has started. Uh, Dr. Daniel Pearl is heading up this study, and they need uh, brain donations from veterans who have suffered this blast and veterans that have not, so they have comparison brain tissue. And so, you know, nobody really wants to talk about that, Um, We all sign, or most of us, you know, are willing to check that box on our driver's license for organ donation. Yeah. 
most people don't realize that brain donation is not part of that. I didn't know that. I didn't no. know that either. No. And so uh, it's, that's part of our education awareness to let folks know, and particularly veterans, that if you want to donate your brain, you have to make special arrangements to do that. And so um, when we go to uh, functions or um, like on this podcast, you know, we will help people get more information about brain donation and where to sign up and what all is involved with that. And so we want uh, veterans and their families to know that when they're having these symptoms, they're not alone, they're not crazy. Um, a lot of it is put under checkbox of PTSD, um, you know, and they're finding out that uh, the high rate of suicide, depression, anxiety, um, other symptoms, headaches, uh, blurriness of the vision, um, depression, anxiety, cognitive issues. Uh, and now how we came to this point, unfortunately, there are cardiac and neurological issues such as strokes that are related to this scar. <clears throat> and so our mission is to get this out. We just started in October and um, we're still trying to find our way, but our mission is clear to get this, get the word out. You know, it makes total sense, uh, the physical, because you think of the mental aspect of PTSD and those kinds of things. And and I, I just want to say uh, I am not a veteran. Uh, I never served, but I am so grateful for all of our veterans that have served and Amen. are serving now. Um, I, I just, I, I'm so grateful. And uh, it's truly amazing what y'all do and uh, could not be any more grateful. Uh, but it does make sense if you're over there and you're, and you're in, with constant blasts going on around you are, I mean, we have, we have kind of a thin skull, you know, it's not thick, even though I, you know, I, my grandpa always told me when I was a kid that I, you know, Michaela, you got a thick skull. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> thick skull, but, uh, but they're, they're not very thick. And, and then you have your brain matter inside of that. So your brain matter, I mean, we're talking about explosions and grenades and, uh, yes. I mean, massive amounts of, of mass just, moving so quickly for your brain to absorb and to try to come back from because it is a shock it is a shock to the brain absolutely so so our brains are very fragile to begin with you know if you don't believe me stick a pencil in your ear i mean seriously <laughs> i mean our brains are so fragile yes that physically the the trauma that can happen to our brains from these blasts yeah i i i can understand completely uh, how these blasts could be so detrimental to somebody's brain, especially when they're done repeatedly over and over, day in and day out. Correct. You know, and then you got the IEDs on top of it. So, yeah. Um, so this this is something that you guys are doing to get the word out about this, but there's it's deeper than that. Yes. Uh, very much deeper than that. Now, sorry, I didn't mean to take over the podcast no, no, there no, for that's a second, fine. but what. Uh... The unfortunate, one of the unfortunate parts of this is this is a, like I said, it's called the invisible wound because it is not, cannot at this time be diagnosed in the living. And that's why it's very important for brain donation and research 
so that they are close to having um, some sort of medical diagnostic tool to diagnose this in the living. So you can have this, have all the symptoms, go to the VA, go to your doctor, and they cannot see this in any diagnostic tool. So you're dealing with something that, and like I keep saying, the invisible wound. Yeah. And so we need the research, we need the discovery of a diagnostic tool in order to help. And the other prong of the research is to ultimately find ways to avoid this, um, this blast wave damage. So is some kind of protection or personal protection, yes. yeah, protective equipment yeah. or something. Is this similar to what the football players are going through right now? No, it's, it's separate. That's called uh, CTE, CTE, which is chronic. I, I, yeah, I'm, just over I apologize. No, yes, I, but it's so the football players and automobile accident victims have CTE. They do not have this scarring. Now, the symptoms and the issues are almost parallel, mm. but the scarring is completely different. If you're in an automobile accident or you have repeated concussions from sports or anything like that. Um, you have CTE, you have these issues, but you don't have that scarring. Mm. Um, so why is Gunny, why does Gunny Warriors exist? Why are y'all so passionate about this? Um, well, this is always the hard part. Um, our son, Gunnery Sergeant Ryan Paracini was in the Marine Corps for 19 years. And he, uh, that was his first love of his life. Uh, well, sports was, and then the Marine Corps. And uh, it was his whole life when he was in the Marine Corps. And uh, like I said, almost 19 years service. Uh, during his time in Iraq, he uh, was exposed to four blasts. Wow. Uh, one was a major blast, and luckily he survived, uh, but he had uh, injuries to his shoulders, his whole uh, one side. He was thrown against a block wall, and uh, luckily he survived, but he had issues and um, tried to stay in the Marine Corps as long as he could because he wanted to retire. But the issues with his blast injuries became apparent. And so the Marine Corps medically retired him in 2015? 2015. Yes. Um, so he was pretty lost. He was dealing with all the symptoms and issues of uh, um, PTSD and the other blast injuries that he had symptoms. And... Um, he was lost because he wasn't a Marine anymore. Mm. So what he did was he dedicated his, uh, this part of his life to veterans in the San Antonio area. And uh, one of the things he did was realize that there was no 22 until none, the suicide prevention organization for veterans there was no chapter in San Antonio. So him and another veteran started wow. the, that 
organization. He also started uh, hearing about veterans who, because of their PTSD and their issues, um, were getting in the court system. Uh, you know, they were drinking heavily, they were getting into fights, and they were starting to get into the uh, court system. So he convinced Bear, Bear County that the veterans who came in on misdemeanor charges needed an advocate. And one of the judges uh, recognized this and appointed Ryan an advocate, and Ryan started this program. It's huge. That's amazing. I mean, those are big changes. Yes. And he would take it like uh, Ryan, um, you either loved him or hated him. There was no in between. He just, <laughs> when he believed in something, he would go all out. And so this became his life. And he would pick up these, he would sit in the courtroom during the day and listen to all the cases. And then he would go up to someone, and this is how it started until the courts recognized him. And he, and he started this advocate uh, support system for veterans in the court system. And he would go up and, and you know, say, hey, uh, I just listened to your case. You're a veteran. You got community hours to serve. Come with me. And he would take them and they would, you know, clean. There's a, a ranch in Seguin that's dedicated to veterans. And at one time, Ryan was the ranch manager out there and lived out there. And he would take a group of veterans and his daughter on Saturdays and they would do ranch work. And um, pretty soon, Bear County court system recognized this, and it's still in place today. As a community service? Yes. That's awesome. It lives on. Yes. Uh, so he was truly dedicated to his brothers and sisters, his Absolutely. warriors. And, yes. and y'all mentioned earlier, Mike, not just Marines. No, all branches. Yeah. Everybody. Everyone. Even though we give each other hell. Yes. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. He loved everybody. Well, Mike's an Air Force guy. Uh-oh. Uh, proudly served in the Air Force and retired. Uh, when Ryan would come home on leave, there would always be this family argument <laughs> about whose flag <laughs> would fly below our American flag at home. And, of course, you know, Mike would... My house. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I mean, that kind of trumps a few things, yeah. 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 So... Uh, so, yes, Ryan loved all veterans. Um, and so he started, uh, personally for him, it was a struggle. We tried to help him as much as we could. But at that time, we didn't understand really what was going on with him, and neither did he, just as most so veterans. He didn't know anything about the, how could he. Right. He had no idea. Um, one of the things that Ryan would do would have want to have talks with me. Mom, we got to have a talk. If something happens to me, this is what I want you to do. Um, let me backtrack. One of the things that happened is Ryan was married at this time, had a stepson and a daughter. Um, and that marriage suffered and they divorced because of Ryan's issues and um that was hard can i but while ryan was having these issues 
at the same time, he was still helping people on a monumental scale. Yes. Wow. With making these changes. I just wanted to throw yes. that in there. Yeah. The, it was important for him because it not only helped his veterans, you know, it was his Marines. Now his mindset was his veterans. It helped him. And it truly did. The more dedicated and more time he spent volunteering, helping veterans, the better he got because he had another mission. He had another purpose in life. And this is what drove Ryan. And um, so after his divorce and all this, you know, he was struggling physically, emotionally. um, And he started getting better and better and started to go to Wayland Baptist University and was taking classes for counseling because his dream was to open up a center where veterans would come and it would be a a one-stop shop, he called it. And veterans could go there and hang out, play video games, get, you know, uh, employment help, housing help, uh, counseling. He would provide, he wanted to be a counselor. He wanted, and that was his goal while he was going to school. Um, Unfortunately, uh, uh, about three years ago, he started having cardiac issues uh, and um, was in the hospital several times. And they put him on medications for his blood pressure. His heart enzymes were elevated. And uh, he never actually had a heart attack. But he was, like, right there at the cusp. Um, And they couldn't understand why this healthy young man um, was having cardiac issues. Um, And then... And how old was he? 46. Okay. October 30th of 2020, um, we got a phone call from him saying he was in trouble and could we get... EMS to his house. Um, he was having, he was vomiting and having uh, severe headaches, dizzy, couldn't stand up. Um, so we, of course, we got the EMS there as soon as we could. Um, he lived in New Braunfels at the time. And um, he went to the emergency room. And um, October, November 1st, he uh, suffered a massive stroke um, and was transferred to San Antonio St. Luke's Hospital. They have a wonderful neurological ICU there. Um, unfortunately, the brain damage was uh, too severe. And so um, on November 8th, 2020, um, we let Ryan go. Be with the Lord. And um, as you can imagine, this was a horrible tragedy for our family. I'm sorry. Don't be sorry. Um, His daughter was 11 at the time. They did everything together. Uh, This had huge... uh, ramifications for so many people. Orion was loved by so many people. And um, 
So in our grieving, we knew that Ryan would not want us to sit around and do nothing. And we didn't know how we could honor him. We knew we had to do something for his veterans. And then, um, let me backtrack a little bit. The night he passed away, um, I had forgotten all about our talks about what he wanted. And fortunately, he had talked to a dear friend of ours, family friend, about the issues too. And of course, that night we were all in shock and not thinking about that. Um, And she called and um, we were talking and she gently reminded us that Ryan wanted to donate his brain to this DOD brain repository in Bethesda, Maryland. Now, was Brian curious that he might have this at the time? No. Okay. No, he would, it was just one of the things he wanted to do. Um, he had done a lot of research about this um, and had found out that, you know, because he didn't do anything. He didn't make any decisions without, you know, doing all this research and everything. And he found this DOD brain repository. And that's where he decided uh, he wanted his brain to go because they were helping veterans. So it was a natural uh, thing for him to do. Yes. Yeah. So, um, so his brain was donated. Uh, The DOD brain repository, you make the phone call, you're registered. Everything is done for you. The family doesn't have to do anything. They assigned us an advocate. They kept in touch with us. It was the process for such a horrible uh, time for us. This process couldn't have gone any better and smoother. Um, They were wonderful to us at that time and continued to help us and advocate for us. And um, so... It took a few months to get the results of the uh, study on brain on Ryan's brain tissue, and we got a letter and then a call personally from Dr. Daniel Pearl, and Ryan had severe astrogeal scarring mm. on his brain. So all those missing puzzle pieces of what was wrong with Ryan. Um, you know, how could we help him? It, it all, they all fit together. All of a sudden, everything that he had been through made sense. And it came to us, this is what we have to do. We knew we had to do something uh, to honor Ryan and help his veterans. And so uh, we knew this is what we had to do. And the name is called Gunny's Warriors because... He was a gunny that's among the veteran um, net family that he had. That's how he was referred to as the gunny and his warriors. So this is all about gunny's warriors. A lot of people get out of the service and retire and buy the house with a white picket fence and leave it all behind them and start their lives and say, I've already done my share but not Ryan. Ryan continued to serve all the way, and he's still serving through y'all. And if it wasn't for him, 
and his devotion to serve, this wouldn't be possible. He's still helping through y'all. Yes. He lives through y'all. Yes, he does. And this is, Michaela, this is so powerful. What really stands out to me here is that he was battling with this and continued to help people at the same time. Yes. That's heart. Yes. That is that is true heart to be able to go through that and still help people while you're going through something like that. All those problems and still being an advocate for people, helping people with community service, helping get the word out to veterans, to help veterans about different things. It's amazing. And mm. going to school to be a counselor at the same time. Yes, and he struggled because yeah. of his cognitive issues. Um, there were times when he couldn't even write a check and couldn't remember a phone number or a name. Mm. Yet he, you know, again, he went 110%. You know, he would, we'd ask him to do things with us or his friends would, no, I got to study. He knew he had to study like, you know, 10 times more than anybody else to get through an exam or a paper while he was going to school. But, you know, to us, Ryan was unique and special, of course. Um, But we know this. We knew this before. And since we've started Gunny's Warriors, the veterans that we encounter and other veteran organizations that we are collaborating with, they all have that heart you were talking about, Michaela. They all have that heart to help each other. It's it's amazing. Speaking of helping each other, how, how can people help? How can people help out Gunny's Warriors? But answer that question second. First, first answer the question. What is the ultimate mission? If you had unlimited funding to be able to do whatever you wanted to wow. do, and you could do whatever you wanted to do, what would the ultimate mission of Gunny's Warriors be? Wow. Um, we want, first of all, we want to make veterans and their families aware of these symptoms and the ramifications of it. How many veterans are walking around literally a time bomb like Ryan was, and we had not a clue, not a clue. Um, so we want, we want awareness and education for veterans and their families. Then we want the ripple effect of we want education and awareness of this scarring and the um, issues related to this scarring to the medical profession. And then the VA, and we want... You know, um, we want the VA to help people. Now, the DOD has recognized this, which is huge, which is the Department of Defense is funding this research that Dr. Daniel Pearl's doing. So what we can do, we are starting small with the Hill Country because our heart belongs with the Hill Country and the Hill Country veterans. We want to let them know this is hap- could be happening to them. To get help, we want to help them with their issues. To, if we can't help them, we we want to have resources, you know, and other organizations and professionals that we can refer them to. Um, we we would like to eventually, if the funds were unlimited, is to have Ryan's 
one-stop shop. That's our ultimate goal. But right now, our goal is to get the awareness out about astrogeal scarring and about what the DOD brain repository needs and is doing. And that people can donate their brains. It's not a comfortable subject. We want it to be everyday common knowledge that brain donation is is desperately needed to to promote the the education and to ultimately prevent this from happening. I remember graduating from boot camp at the end. We had to fill out a bunch of different paperwork, and and some of it was, um, what do you want to do? You know, in case of you know something happens to you, right. where do you want your funds to go? Um, and also, it was like, where do you want to donate money here and there? And I think that'd be something to be like, hey, um, you know, what do you want to donate your brain in case of, you know, um, in case something happens to you in combat or even after after your um, your service, you know, right. you know, that'd be some, that'd be amazing to have an option right there for each and every soldier, sailor, airman that goes through and finishes boot camp, you know, to be like, hey, well, you know, why not? Why not? Right. And even for non-veterans, um, for the general pop- population to know that when you check that box, driver's license, driver's box. license yeah. that that does not include brain donation. It says and, organ donor and it has a heart on it, but it doesn't say any other information other than that. No, so. no. And so, you know, for example, Ryan, mm-hmm. he had checked the box on his driver's license. He wanted to donate whatever would help, right? And we all do that. Um, But he had also gone the extra mile and made sure that he was registered with the brain repository. So because of checking that box, I want everybody to know how important that is on your driver's license. Because Ryan checked that box, he donated uh, his cornea, and we received a, a letter that... Two people have sight because of Ryan. Wow. So, he, I mean, he's continuing. Yes. He, not just through Gunning's Warriors. No, and nobody wants to talk about this, but I'm trying to talk about it to make it, to normalize it. He donated his skin to the Burn Center in San Antonio so that people could have skin grafts. He donated his bones so people could uh, have bone grafts. Now, nobody wants to talk about that. I don't want to talk about that. But he did that for a reason. And I want people to know when you check that little box, it's just kind of an afterthought. But the ramifications and the benefits of that are huge. Same with the brain donation. Even if you're not a veteran, find an organization that will that you feel comfortable with donating to, register. So what we do when we go to festivals or booths or uh, or speak to folks like y'all is, you know, we will set you up with registration on the brain donation repository, the brain repository. We will set you up, register you, and then um, that's a commitment you make. 
you can change your mind at any time. Uh, and then when the time comes, you know, everything will be taken care of for your family so they don't have to worry. So what Dr. Daniel Pearl said to us about Ryan, and, and you had said it, Ryan continues to serve his country by mm. doing this. And so it's important. Now, Mike came up, and I do all the talking. Um, I want Mike to talk about what he came up, a great idea to go with the registration. Um, you want to talk about that? So when we talked to uh, Daniel, uh, Dr. Pearl, he asked, uh, we asked him if there's anything that we could do. Uh, we told him what we wanted to do. And, and he thought this, that was a great idea, putting the awareness out there. Um, he said that, you know, the one thing, if we could ask that a record comes with the brain, so if somebody wants to make a donation, that they provide a record of their, uh, when they had the brain damage, blast exposure, um, or TBI or whatever it was, and then follow that record with all their symptoms and throughout their life and at the end of life that that record goes with the brain so um we we thought about that we thought well how you know how are we gonna how are we gonna do that uh, i can't ask any any <laughs> you know you ask somebody that's been in the military to uh write in a journal they're gonna kind of look at you and they're going to say, oh, yeah, cool. And then, yeah. you know, you, what do you got for free? Oh, you got some <laughs> this and that. And, and uh, you know, uh, so we got log books. So uh, I don't know, uh, John, if you, you know, remember those green log books that we had when you go out in the field or, um, you know, you deploy somewhere. They hand you out a log book so you can, you can keep all your notes and log log everything that goes on so that's what we we got a bunch of those and we'll we have those available so when we speak to a veteran who's who has these issues who really uh you know connects with us and is interested in this the brain donation you know we talk about the logbook to keep a log of of their life history of the symptoms and what they're going through with their the damage that they have, um, and then that would go with them. That is so powerful, and it gives the doctors something to go off of. Contrast, absolutely. yeah, absolutely, yeah, yes. yeah, and, and the timeline. Yeah, yeah and sure. you can compare different, you know, di different symptoms, different brains, and be like, hey, these two had the same thing going on. Maybe these injuries are directly related to this. So that's so powerful, Mike. Yeah, really. Yeah, it is. It's a it's a wonderful idea because, like he said, you can't get people to journal something so personal, and they're afraid that other people will see it, you know. But the logbook, it gives them a sense of serving again, you know. It reminds them of their service, and and it it helps. It's it's better than having, you know, um, telling them to journal their feelings or something like that. You know, people aren't comfortable doing that and uh, with the prospect of it being shared with others um, but this is you know they can keep it in a safe place they can tell a trusted family member or friend you know when the time comes this logbook is to go with my donation 
So are these donations just for service members? Uh, with the DOD brain repository, it is. It's it's only for veterans. But again, like I said, they need uh, donations from veterans that never suffered any type of blast injury so they can have comparison. We've also started collaborating with a woman who is starting her own organization, and she wants to go global with this, um, and it's awareness and education about brain donation for anyone. So we have that yeah, resource. There could be other, other, I mean, other instances where people are getting this, these types of, of uh, TBIs yes. as well, not just from the blast, from car accidents, from, you right. know, uh, different things, uh, from abuse and trauma, you know, right. and those types of situations too. So, yeah, I mean, so it, this could really help a lot of people mm-hmm. to be able to find this stuff out. Even, even if it's done for the veterans, it can go to help other people out there that, that aren't veterans as well. Yes. Right. And we want this to be mainstream. We want this to be comfortable with everyone, you know, to talk about because it's so important. Yeah, normalize talking about it, you know, because none of us are here forever. What what are you going to do with, you can't take it with you when you go, when you go to heaven, you know? Um, Yeah, that's why I was asking in the beginning about, you know, how how does this correlate with the football players and the the injuries? I've had many, many injuries. concussions and, and head injuries and uh I, I can't smell anymore at all and uh so I, that's why i was really interested in is it just for veterans and then you know and i wanted to know the difference between you know what ryan had and what say um somebody with a lot of concussions would have right. if there was a difference right they have different names um but the symptoms and issues are are like i said parallel the difference is with the blast in uh, head injuries um there's this scarring Mm. and you know this this comes you know with its own symptoms but it runs parallel with football players boxers any you know any people that have had multiple concussions Mm -hmm. um uh, mike's brother has had is struggling right now um he's had multiple concussions due to construction work he had a two by six hit him on the head yeah yeah so you know car accidents um you see this um so it's equally important that the the donations happen with that so that the research and the education can come and hopefully you know to treat people with this these symptoms prevent what happened to Ryan from happening and ultimately to prevent them from the injuries from happening at all. And the only way they can do this is with brain donations, the research. So if somebody does want to donate and they're intimidated by the paperwork, can they go through y'all to help to Absolutely. get help? Oh, yes. So I would like to. Okay. So yeah. Yes. And, and then after I'm done, I would like to give a testimonial on how easy it was and how, how y'all helped me out doing it. Oh, like, not, no, really, I really want to. Perfect. That would be wonderful, John. Yeah. Thank you. Well, we can do it together because I'm, I'm going to do it. Too. Okay. Yes. So. That sounds great, Mike. Yeah. <laughs> really, okay. I'm excited. So, um, you know, we're we're on Facebook. We're on our Instagram. Like I said, we're just starting. We're learning. Um, 
like I told you before this podcast, Jam Broadcasting has helped us out immeasurably. Well, thank you. And we appreciate y'all so much. And uh, we're learning. And, um, you know, so anything that uh, we can do to get the word out. You guys have never ran a nonprofit organization (laughs) or anything like that before you started Johnny's Warriors. No. No. No, and we've used our own money. And so at this point, you know, we're starting to um, ask for donations because yeah. it costs money uh, to get out there. How can uh, people donate to and help Gunny's Warriors? Well, we're on Facebook. Uh, follow us. Um, like us. Do all that. Uh, you can go to Gunny'sWarriors.com and, and read about um, us and the board members and and more about how we started this and there is now a donation button on there i did see that so yes uh, it's through amazon smile right um we have paypal venmo okay so different ways to don't okay oh yes. yeah i see yeah paypal gunny's warriors on here i see uh venmo gunny's warriors and then amazon smile right as well so three ways to to donate right there from the page yes which is incredible so Look, this is something that can really go to help not just veterans, but a lot of people, but our veterans. I mean, I would think that with it going to help our veterans, that is more than enough because, I mean, just so grateful for everything that our veterans have done. I mean, our veterans sacrifice everything to keep us safe and uh, just eternally grateful for that. I could not be any more grateful. Uh, John, thank you for your service. Mike, thank you for your service. And thank Ryan for his service, too. Absolutely. Um. Michaela, before we got off, I wanted, what kind of person was Ryan? Was he, y'all said he had dry humor. I mean, um, I, we should have brought pictures. He was a big, huge guy, uh, six, two, six, three. Um, just, um, you know, when he came in the room, he was loud, obnoxious. Uh, I mean, he just, but he loved everybody, you know, and, um, you know, his, his motto was, there was no such thing as a stranger. It was a friend he hadn't met. And so, you know, he'd walk in here and he'd kind of take over and you'd think, oh, who's this loud jerk, right? <laughs> and you either, you either. Loved him or you hated him, right? Yeah. 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 Yes. <laughs> and, um, and so he didn't care what you thought of him. He was pretty true to himself. You know, he just, and, um. He, he was a very uh, faithful man. He was a, a, a Christian who loved his Lord, and which brings us great comfort now. And um, he, he was just funny. I mean, he, he, he loved Texas music. He loved everything Texas. Mm. Uh, we'd go to festivals with him barbecues with him and after his divorce we um you know he come hang out with us a lot he rode a motorcycle he was part of a veterans motorcycle club his favorite pastime besides being with veterans was fishing and kayaking uh with his daughter um hanging out with his daughter that uh he called her ladybug uh his ladybug he just was, uh, uh, well, we're kind of partial, right? 
but he was just a great guy. And uh, it, like I said, you ask anybody that knew him, and they either loved him and would do anything for Ryan, or they'd say, not uh, not dealing with that. <laughs> I think the ratio was, was probably a lot more loving than <laughs> yes. yeah. you, you mentioned Hart earlier. Yeah. So in his career in the Marine Corps, he was a recruiter. Um, did not well, want to... those people probably hated him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, in, in the boot camp. Well, not the recruiter. I was, I was thinking boot drill well, sergeant. I was thinking That was his dream, was okay. to, to yeah. be a drill okay. instructor. He wanted to be a drill instructor. That's okay. what he wanted to do. Yeah. He loved, he he idolized those guys. Yeah, and everybody hated him, right? Those <laughs> yeah. guys. Um, and he would have been a great drill instructor. But Marine Corps said, you're going to be a recruiter. So he was a recruiter. He three, thrived. What, three years he had to do that? Yeah. yeah. He and, and he was always on the outstanding um, recruiting list. You know, he always was above his quota, um, getting new recruits in. Um, but he followed everybody he recruited. Through their career. We. Go ahead. You tell them about the stack of photos. Yeah. He had a stack of photos. All those recruits. He went to all their graduations. um, You know, always kept up with what they were doing, uh, where they were. So. He kept in touch through the years with every single recruit. Uh, he had a stack of their pictures on his desk, we found. And since his death, uh, we've been contacted by several of his recruits. And one recruit is now a Navy SEAL. And, wow. And he wanted our permission to donate a plaque on Mount Soledad. Memorial in San Diego, California, uh, to honor Ryan. And so he did that. Um, You know, Ryan loved his warriors. They love him too. That was very powerful. Gunnyswarriors.com yes. is the website, and uh, there's ways to help right there on the top. If you would like to help out this organization and uh, carry on Ryan's legacy and continue to help people like Ryan did, go to Gunnyswarriors.com, and uh, there's the story, there's stories on there. Meet the team, ways to help. Uh, there are links and resources. What kind of links and resources are on there? Um Right now, it's it's kind of limited. There's some okay. other organizations that we're collaborating with that we have on there. There's a, a link to the um, brain repository, uh, but it's not updated at this time. Uh, <laughs> like we said, we're new at this. That's okay. There's a lot of stuff on here. There's more than, you know, what if PTSD is more physical than psychological? So there's information kind of explaining there's what some, y'all we're talking about when, yes. when we first started this podcast today. Yes. And that's uh, Dr. Pearl's, uh, some of Dr. Pearl's um, publications that he's put yes. out. Okay, and then there's the TBI Warrior Foundation yes. as well that's linked on there. Right, they're local, uh, they're in Bernie. Okay. Uh, it's a group that we met um, 
a year or so ago, and they're uh, a great group, and, uh, you know, they've helped us out quite a bit. Um, so we're, um, they're pretty, they're pretty, uh, they're doing this, you know, you said we're starting out. We've never done this before. Yeah. Uh, TBI Warriors, uh, we've, they've helped us out and kind of helped us steer in the direction we're going right now. Um, cause we had no clue what we were doing when we first started. Um, but you know, that's a full-time job. They're doing it full-time. Um, and they're out there down in the San Antonio area. Um, and then I think West, some West of that. So, you know, it's kind of hard with us right now, the two of us, um, our board members, we have board members, they want to help out, but their time isn't as uh, open as ours is because they have families and they have to work. So, you know, uh, it, it's, it's just hard for us to, to. It's tough starting something from scratch, but you, you all yes. have come so far in just a short amount of time. He passed away in November 2020. Right. And we're not even two years later. Right. right. And you all have, have done all of this. Uh, you guys are also doing giveaways for criters. Yes. yes. As well. So uh, do you want to kind of explain how those giveaways for criters? Sure. Go on? Well, y'all are helping us with that. You're uh, broadcasting and promoting us on the radio so that on Fridays, tomorrow, I will be posting on our Facebook page uh, a military trivia question. Um, like our page, uh, become, you know, follow us. And um, the first, it's open to veterans and their families. First veteran or family member that answer, correctly answers the trivia question gets four tickets to Crider's Rodeo on Saturday. That includes the rodeo and the dance. Uh, we also have a table for y'all. If you're the winner to sit at during the dance, we'll be there. Um, and uh, and a great T-shirt like what awesome. we're wearing. Right. Yes. I this love is our the logo. logo. Yeah, that's um, a great logo. We also have these for sale uh too for $20 if anybody would like one they're they're great shirts. Um so Criders Rodeo you get four tickets and a t-shirt and what you know it's it's a way to promote Gunny's Warriors, get the word out and get to meet some of these veterans and um we've met several veterans through this contest. And uh, awesome. met them, you know, we personally give them the tickets and the T-shirt. And we get to talking and and it's been great. So I'll take a medium for me, okay. a black one. Michaela, you want a pink one? I'll take a pink medium. We'll call yeah. medium. Okay. Yeah. So, right. so two, please. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. Absolutely. Hey, yeah. it, it was truly an honor today. Uh, Michaela, this this by far is my favorite podcast first <laughs> number incredible. one incredible this yeah. was the best podcast what y'all are so doing is, is incredible seriously thank you both so much for being here today thank you that's for gonna having wrap up uh, episode number 88 of the curval podcast we'll be back with episode 89 on tuesday and you can get this at curvalpodcast.com you can also get this on itunes spotify google podcast youtube facebook and more just type in the curval podcast and it'll pop right up. John, you got anything else before we jump off here real quick? Um, just, I, I, I know Ryan's living through y'all and uh, continuing to help. And uh, just thank y'all for coming on to the Curvo Podcast. Well, thank well, you really for having us. us. Yeah. We really appreciate it. Gunnies Warriors and GunniesWarriors.com.